net worth, not assets, not liability, a net worth after all debt, after all expenses. During an election, opponents dig up dirt on one another. That's nothing new. However, it's an entirely different ballgame when a politician calls someone out on their charity. But in 2016, that's exactly what happened. Donald Trump had worked hard to paint himself as a generous, filthy rich entrepreneur. He bragged about his wealth, insisting he had over $8 billion in assets, even minus all his expenses, and insisted he had given away many millions, especially to the Donald Trump Foundation. Unlike a public charity, the Trump Foundation was a private, tax-exempt foundation. And just to very briefly summarize, that means that it didn't receive most of its money from the general public, as these organizations typically get all their money from one individual, family, or corporation. They tend to have a small board chosen by the donor or donors, and contributions to them can be tax deductible, and donors tend to have a bit more control over where their money is actually spent. And this isn't anything unusual for the super rich. According to Brett Kappel, a Washington attorney, it's not even unusual for private foundations to be run in less than ideal manners. But what was unusual about Trump's foundation is that nobody could seem to find these millions and millions that Trump was talking about. So Trump's campaign decided to provide them. His campaign compiled a list of nearly 5,000 contributions, which sure seemed impressive, and it totaled about $102 million between 2009 and 2014. There was just one little itsy-bitsy problem. None of that money was actually coming from Trump's own pockets. Instead, some of these contributions were things like free rounds of golf, which, while nice, is not the same as cold hard cash. Like, a round of golf does not feed the hungry, you know? One Trump aide insisted Trump had given from his own pocket, but told the Washington Post, quote, we want to keep them, the papers related to giving, quiet. He doesn't want other charities to see it. Then it becomes like a feeding frenzy. And I just think it's a little strange to me that on one hand, Weisselberg is saying that they want to keep quiet about Trump's giving. Yet Trump, while running for president, told the whole world that he was worth $8 billion and loved giving money to charity. So which one is it exactly? Are you trying to not boast about how much you're worth or be transparent with the world about your finances? Now, again, and unfortunately, this also isn't a new issue. Trump was thinking about running for president back in 2011. And when the IRS took a glance at the Trump Foundation back then, they reported Trump had donated a total of $3.7 million to his foundation from 1990 all the way to 2009. It had been established in 1987, so that's practically since its inception. And while that does sound like a lot of money to you and I, an article at the time from The Smoking Gun claimed that these numbers meant Trump, quote, may be the least charitable billionaire in the United States. Not to mention, Vince McMahon, the chairman and majority owner of the WWE, gave Trump's foundation $5 million between 2007 to 2009 for his help in promotion. In just two donations, the WWE gave more money in actual cash and checks to the Trump Foundation than Trump himself ever had. I think that's pretty pathetic. But what did Trump do with other people's money? Well, that's where things get a whole lot murkier. And that's what we're exploring on today's episode. The Attorney General accuses the Trump Foundation of, quote, shocking illegality. As a My whole life I've been greedy, greedy, greedy. I've grabbed all the money I could get. I'm so greedy. But now I want to be greedy. President Trump's civil fraud trial here in New York. 
state attorney general's office, rather, is accusing him of severely inflating his net worth and is seeking $250 million in a slew of sanctions. That Trump's largest donations allegedly only went to people who could give him something in return. In 2012, the hefty sum of $100,000 went to the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association, which is now run by Franklin Graham, Billy's son. As The New Yorker pointed out, this same Franklin was quick to defend Trump a few years later in 2015 when he proposed a ban on Muslims entering the United States. That same year, the Trump National Golf Club was sued after a man named Martin B. Greensburg claimed that he was promised a million dollars if he could ace the 13th hole during a fundraising golf tournament. As part of Martin's settlement, the Trump Foundation paid $158,000 to a foundation run by Mr. Greenberg. It doesn't seem right to use a charity to settle business disputes, but we'll get back to that in a moment. Then just one year later in 2013, the V Foundation, which was a cancer fighting group, was debating where to hold their fundraiser and the Trump winery was in the running. Trump donated $10,000 to their foundation and well, wouldn't you know it, they ended up choosing the Trump winery. The Trump Foundation also gave $50,000 to the American Conservative Union Foundation. Political reported that this was Trump building a relationship that later won him prime speaking slots at the Conservative Political Action Conference. And sure, maybe the V Foundation would have chosen him anyway, and maybe he would have gotten these slots without a donation. That is certainly a possibility. But it does still rub me the wrong way that this foundation created on the premise of charitable giving sure seemed to help a billionaire so much. But surely, not all of Trump's donations have been motivated by greed, right? He also gave to the American Cancer Society, the Dana-Farber Cancer Institute, and the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. And, oh, wait, shit. All of those charities have actually held events with Trump. So yeah, you could say that he was exceedingly generous when his foundation gave $150,000 to the Palm Beach Police Foundation, but doesn't it feel just a bit hollow when that same police charity had to pay almost 300,000 back to him in order to hold a fundraiser ball at his Mar-a-Lago club in 2014? He just effectively gave them a discount and got a tax break in exchange. And naturally, as more and more of these types of relationships came to light, the more questions reporters had. But Trump didn't take too kindly to being asked where those millions and millions of dollars were going. In regards to this question, he stated, quote, instead of being like, thank you, Mr. Trump, or Trump did a good job, everyone's saying who got it, who got it, and you make me look very bad. Reporter David A. Farenthold of the Washington Post didn't want to just accept that it went to a good cause and began retracing Trump's footsteps. He called hundreds of charities trying to determine who Trump had given to and when. The most recent one he found up until that point, aside from the one in 2016 that we'll get to in a moment, was all the way back in 2009. One of the organizations he called, Susan G. Komen, revealed something that was particularly worrying, a possible misuse of funds. Trump had given them a rather oddly specific amount, $12,000, because he purchased a Tim Tebow helmet with it. If Trump can find a charitable use for the helmet, according to Farenthold, then he's allowed to do this, but he can't just keep it for himself, which frankly is what Trump seemed to be doing. And this wasn't the only example. He'd used $20,000 to buy a six-foot-tall portrait of himself, which was, again, from charity funds. A spokesperson for Trump said he was storing the portrait on behalf of the charity, which I don't believe that for a second, and tax experts don't believe that either. Plus, even if you do manage to find a Donald Trump giving to cancer charities in the Buffalo or Pittsburgh area specifically, it may be Donald L. Skip Trump, a cancer doctor who worked in those areas. 
But okay, sure, Mr. Trump, you did a good job for buying the helmet. Sure. The Washington Post called Trump out on one of his more recent lies, where he claimed to raise $6 million for veterans in January 2016. He told a campaign rally, quote, one hour, $6 million. These people that get these checks are amazing people, amazing people. But as the Washington Post reported in early March, only about half of the money was actually donated. Once again, Trump attempted to deflect and one of his spokeswomen, Hope Hicks, stated, quote, if the media spent half as much time highlighting the work of these groups and how our veterans have been so mistreated rather than trying to disparage Mr. Trump's generosity for a totally unsolicited gesture for which he had no obligation, we would all be better for it. And I just really hate when people deflect like this. Like, I mean, look, I get it. It's my job to look into this and make episodes about it. But my God, it just feels like such a cop-out. Like when someone does something shady and then they're just like, there's bigger things to worry about. Like, yeah, of course there are but that doesn't excuse your whataboutism either. Thankfully, Trump did finally announce where the rest of the money was going by the end of March. He claimed that the fundraiser really got 5.6 million and he'd finally donated what was promised from his own pockets. Though Trump added that his opinion of the media was very low and when pressed if he'd done this because of the questions, he called David Farenthold, who wrote these articles, a quote, really nasty guy. But as you might expect by this point, people were right to press. This was more than just a charity to make Trump appear generous without really putting his own money on the line. Trump's donations crossed into illegal territory when an extreme conflict of interest was revealed. Food for everyone. Food for everyone. Look, honestly, I do think it's pretty gross that he made financial promises to people that he didn't keep. On the show, The Celebrity Apprentice, he'd tell fired or disappointed celebrities that he was going to give them a personal gift to console them and supposedly never did. How stupid can you be? Mr. Trump, I can't. He told a band that he'd star in their music video, backed out, demanded a donation, and then told them their offer of 10,000 isn't a Trump kind of donation and he wanted $250,000. He's a greedy guy, okay? Like he fits the dictionary definition of it, an intense desire for wealth the way he used it for legal disputes is next level selfish. Here's a couple examples. $120,000 of fines resulting from a dispute over the height of a flagpole at his Mar-a-Lago club were paid by his charity. Palm Beach agreed to waive these funds if Trump's club donated $100,000 to a charity for veterans. But instead of the club paying, the Trump Foundation paid instead. And since most of the money in the Trump Foundation doesn't come from Trump himself, this really didn't negatively affect him at all. Trump also used $25,000 to donate to the re-election campaign of Pam Bondi, the Florida attorney general at the time. She'd been considering whether or not to launch an investigation into Trump University at the time, and big surprise, she suddenly stopped considering that. If that isn't a conflict of interest and a violation of the self-dealing laws surrounding these foundations, then I'm not sure what else would be. There's just no gray ethical area on this one. It's black and white on what not to do. And it very clearly looks like what you shouldn't do was done. Of course, at the time, Trump's lobbyist in Florida said that Trump had never ever brought up Trump University with him. And he called the idea of buying off Bondi ridiculous. Even so, the fact that the check was dated just four days after her office said it was considering an investigation and that this contribution was one of his largest raised more than just a few eyebrows. And it certainly didn't look good on Bondi either for accepting this money. There was no one to blame but Trump and his children, of course. Donald J. Trump Jr., Ivanka Trump, and Eric Trump were all on his board. 
As we said earlier, the board and members of an organization like this may be small, but it's not really hard to see why things like this can go awry so quickly. I'm not saying that your kids can't be unbiased, but it does seem exceedingly difficult for them to do so or to report you when anything does go wrong. Personally, I'd argue that these kinds of private charity type foundations need to have at least one unbiased third party involved to review everything, but you know, hey, I'm not a lawmaker. I just know that it already feels like the uber wealthy can get away with just about everything. And given everything we've discussed thus far, it's not really hard to see why New York Attorney General Eric Schneiderman said that he was opening an inquiry into the foundation. Trump called him incompetent and a political hack, but Schneiderman had enough reason to believe that the Trump Foundation was engaged in some impropriety, as he put it. It's so obvious they're toxic that the Trump Foundation itself had actually admitted they were violating self-dealing rules in regards to nonprofits. The Washington Post reported a couple of months after the investigation was launched in November 2016 that the Trump Foundation's tax filings for 2015 checked off a box stating that they had transferred, quote, income or assets to a disqualified person. In other words, the foundation admitted that yes, they sent money to Trump himself or a member or his family or his Trump-owned business. According to the article, quote, another line on the form asked whether the Trump Foundation had engaged in any acts of self-dealing in prior years. The Trump Foundation checked yes again. And I mean, hey, at least whoever filled out the form was honest, right? It's truly difficult to know what transactions they're admitting are self-dealing since there are just so many instances of it. Are they talking about the signed football helmet, the six-foot-tall painting, the donation to Bondi, paying off the lawsuits? I've got no idea. But Brett Kappel, the lawyer who advises nonprofit groups, said that this would be enough to make an IRS auditor laugh. It's practically self-reporting how they filled out this form, and yet the foundation continued to deny any wrongdoing. Finally, whether they admitted to it or not, the Trump Foundation was about to face some real consequences. His campaign then decided which local charities got those big novelty checks. That was just days ahead of Iowa's vote on the Republican nominee. Lawyers for the foundation In June 2018, Attorney General Barbara D. Underwood announced a lawsuit against the Trump Foundation and its board of directors. The suit wanted to not only dissolve the foundation, but temporarily bar Trump and his board members three of his children from serving in nonprofit organizations. The lawsuit sought 2.8 million in restitution and penalties too, as this is the amount Trump raised for the foundation at a 2016 Iowa fundraiser. The foundation was even called an empty shell that functions with no oversight by its board of directors, which is, well, harsh, but more than deserved, frankly. Given what we saw from Trump University, this doesn't surprise me in the slightest. Still, it's disappointing that I truly can't even find a single positive thing to say about this so-called charity. I believe that anyone who donated to it simply would have been better giving it directly to an organization. So at least they know for a fact that the money is going to a good cause. With Trump as the middleman here, the money went to his pocket, his lobbying, and his ridiculous portraits for years. By the end of 2018, the Trump Foundation was set to dissolve at last. As Ms. Underwood explained, this was an important victory for the rule of law, making clear that there is one set of rules for everyone. While I agree with her that Trump and this entire foundation needed to be held accountable, I don't think that this shows everyone plays by the same set of rules. He had a personal charity that he used for personal gain for ages. I am curious that if he hadn't run for president, would the investigation have even taken place at all? As we mentioned earlier, 
people first started digging into it around 2011 when Trump said he was considering running and found a few shady activities. But these full-blown investigations didn't take place until Trump became a candidate. Doesn't seem like there's one set of rules to me, even if I agree with her assessment of the foundation. Moving on. Trump claimed for years that all the foundation's money went to wonderful charities, when, in actuality, it was little more than a checkbook for his own self-interests. Even more frustrating, a lawyer for the Trump Foundation seemed to make one final attempt to explain that the investigation was political, stating that the foundation had been trying to dissolve since late 2016, but the New York Attorney General was depriving people in need of their final $1.7 million in assets. Yes, the NYAG put a stop to the dissolution, but it was because the foundation had been partaking in shady behavior. It wasn't to keep money from charity pockets. Don't pretend to care now, Trump Foundation. It's a little too late for that, now that we've seen where the money actually goes. Anyway, the foundation agreed to dissolve in late 2018, and by late 2019, another court order was reached. New York Attorney General Letitia James ordered Trump to pay $2 million for improperly using charitable assets to intervene in the 2016 presidential primaries and further his own political interests. Even though the foundation had dissolved by this point, the investigation wasn't quite over. Misused funds were being restored and Trump's children even had to undergo compulsory training for their role in the foundation. Back with our analysts following a breaking news on a major legal defeat for President Trump, his foundation forced to shut down in the midst of a lawsuit accusing the charity of financial misconduct. The, the attorney general announced that their remaining 1.7 million in assets and 2 million from this court order would go to the Army Emergency Relief, the Children's Aid Society, City Meals on Wheels, Given Hour, Martha's Table, United Negro College Fund, United Way of National Capital Area, and the U.S. Holocaust Memorial Museum. The eight charities were approved by the Office of the Attorney General and, thankfully, have no connection to Trump whatsoever. The lawyers for the Trump Foundation seemed to consider this a win for them and said that the legacy of the Trump Foundation, which gave away many millions to those most in need at virtually no cost, is secure. I don't know how you can argue that the legacy of a foundation is preserved when they were ordered to give this money to charity, but hey, at least it finally went towards helping people in need, regardless of Trump's connection to those that were taking the checks. As part of the settlement, Trump admitted that yes, the foundation's money was used to buy a portrait of himself, to settle obligations for his for-profit companies, and that his fundraisers for charity were in fact campaign events. Make no mistake, it wasn't the attorney general's office that politicized this. Trump himself made this political when he used the money for political gain. But at the end of the day, did these thousands of dollars really make an impact on the campaign? Maybe, maybe not. Personally, I'd argue that this foundation was used to build something even bigger than just connections, an image. And we have outside a list of the organizations and folks that are gonna be getting this money, we're gonna divide it up. When the lawyers for the foundation said that its legacy was intact, they made an important point. Trump built a reputation off of being a generous and obscenely wealthy businessman. Yet, so much of that was based on exaggerations and half-truths. Sure, he was generous with other people's money, and yes, he gave away money to people that could advance his political career. The idea of Trump being a savvy businessman is largely a myth that's been perpetuated for a while now, and it only grew during his presidential campaign. Republicans interviewed by Politico had a significant drop in opinion of Trump, nine points, when they learned about how self-made he really was. 
absolutely feel free to take or leave this as it's only a matter of my opinion here, but I'm really curious what Trump supporters would think if they were informed about what Trump actually does with his charity money. Say, if a more right-leaning news source had reported on the Trump Foundation. I've got no idea if their image of Trump would have significantly fallen or not, but this certainly flies in the face of how generous he and those around him have claimed Trump is. Unfortunately, things get worse because the Donald Trump Foundation isn't the only Trump Foundation out there. Trump's son, Eric, also has his own charity that seems less than, well, charitable. While Eric has given money away, like his father, the Eric Trump Foundation still funnels money into the Trump Organization's pockets. Plus, donors that supported the Eric Trump Foundation were told that their money would help sick children, but over half a million dollars were just redistributed to other charities that are connected to Trump family members or interests, including at least four groups that subsequently paid to hold golf tournaments at Trump courses. This is what I mean when I said earlier that no, it really doesn't feel like everyone is playing by the same rules. Sure, the Trump Foundation got a pretty hefty slap on the wrist, but for someone who claims to have $8 billion, if that's even accurate, a few million dollars is a small price to pay for misusing charity money for over a decade. Yet, what does it even matter? For all intents and purposes, the Trump Foundation might as well still exist because the Eric Trump Foundation does, in my opinion. Eric is clearly following in his father's footsteps. Forbes has even referred to the time that the Donald Trump Foundation donated $100,000 to the Eric Trump Foundation as a maneuver that, quote, would appear to have more in common with a drug cartel's money laundering operation than a charity's best practices textbook, end quote. It's the calm before the holiday storm, but you can prepare your e-commerce business for the holiday rush now by using ShipStation. It doesn't matter if you're shipping from your house or a warehouse, ShipStation can help increase your profitability. And you can save time automating your shipping and returns in the ShipStation dashboard, whether that's on your computer or on your phone with their app. And you can get industry-leading carrier discounts while your holiday orders keep rolling in. And ShipStation is incredibly easy to use. You pop in your information for whatever platform you're using, whether you're selling on or like through Shopify, Etsy, Amazon, eBay, wherever you are, ShipStation can help you out. And once you get it set up, you can sync your orders in. So every time you get an order, it pops up in your ShipStation dashboard, and then you can automate how fast you're shipping, what carrier you're shipping with, and you'll know the prices of everything before you hit that buy button. It's a really quick setup, and if you use my code, you can get a free trial. And now is the time to try out ShipStation if you've been on the fence. You can get discounts up to 84% off of USPS and UPS rates. Over 130,000 other companies have grown their e-commerce businesses with ShipStation, and 98% of companies that stick with ShipStation for a year become customers for life. So set up your business this holiday season for success with ShipStation. Go to ShipStation.com and use code CASKET today and sign up for your free 60-day trial. Again, that's ShipStation.com, use code CASKET, and you'll get a free 60-day trial. This six-figure donation moved from one Trump foundation to the next, all to end up in the pockets of the Trump organization, a for-profit. But this isn't a one-time thing either. Now, I'm not saying this is what's happening, as I don't have direct proof, but from what I can tell, and from what this article seems to imply, the Eric Trump Foundation has held golf tournaments and costly fundraisers on Trump Organization property. Wealthy people naturally donate to help sick children or whatever the cause. 
perhaps with the understanding that some of that money goes towards the venue. But allegedly, the Trump organization overcharges and, well, makes a very pretty penny at the end of the day in the name of helping people. This article argues that this shift also took place when the Eric Trump Foundation got a new board. Just a moment ago, I suggested that these kinds of foundations need independent third parties. And back in 2007, the Eric Trump Foundation had exactly that. The board members weren't reliant on Donald Trump and the foundation did seem to do legitimate charity work, all while minimizing any payments to the Trump organization itself for use of golf courses and things of that nature. But in 2010, the board was reelected and filled with people that are executives or attorneys within Trump's companies. Since then, there's been this massive shift that has the Eric Trump Foundation looking like the Donald Trump Foundation. Over the years, Eric's foundation has rebranded itself as Curativity Now, and it too has been investigated by the New York Attorney General. Since the investigation was announced in 2017, support for the foundation has dropped dramatically. No results have come out yet. As of writing this, the investigation is supposedly still ongoing, but as far as I can tell, this was just a mini Donald Trump Foundation in the making. All in all, I don't think the Trumps could care less about charitable organizations. I'm sure that surprises no one by this point. I think they care about appearing charitable and that's the extent of it, period. But the lawsuit against his foundation is just one of the challenges for Trump. His company is also under scrutiny. So is his inaugural committee. Could there are investigations into I don't campaign, need it. Including for I don't want it. But in two seconds, they give me whatever I wanted. So I have a total net worth, and now with the increase, it'll be well over $10 billion. 